Mm, but that's still smooth. That's that's still smooth. I, I think the I think the topic of this week's podcast will be how do we do this? What are we doing? <laughs> do people even care anymore? <laughs> do, you know, our haters have been out there kind of saying, you know, bad wallpaper fell off and mm. ooh, I needed that. Yeah. You know? Light a fire. You know? Light a fire under my bad wallpaper and watch it burn <laughs> in toxic fumes because it's got terrible. It's got a bunch of like paint and stuff in it. Bad adhesive. <laughs> yeah. Adhesives. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff doesn't really burn clean. We are now bad wallpaper fumes, the band. <laughs> At that point, it doesn't matter if the wallpaper was bad or not. It's more about the fumes. Yeah. I mean, it's like dinosaur. They were like, oh, there's already a dinosaur band. Well, we're dinosaur junior now. You think there's another bad wallpaper out there? You know, it's been long enough that some some AI bot is gonna gonna be like, <laughs> this is a valid name. This Take is two it. words that uh, appear in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put smooth jazz study music over it. I think we talked about that in our group chat. Like there there was some article of some guy who found all of these different tracks that were named random stuff from random artists that were the exact same song written by some AI and just pumped out onto Spotify. <laughs> Yeah. And then there was a follow up to that that like Spotify purged like a bunch of AI generated music from their their platform. I assumed it was on purpose, which is ironic because <laughs> I mean for even like years before these articles came out, like there were other articles about how there clearly was like procedurally generated or at least like shadow written music on yeah. the official Spotify playlist that if you like followed the the like thread were actually like published by Spotify. So they were kind of just padding their own playlist with music that they didn't have to pay royalties on. Um, and they just assumed like, I mean, it's an ambient piano playlist. Like no one's really going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this doesn't, this doesn't sound like a real artist at all. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't uh let's see. I know, I know some, Ambient You're looking for artist. some ambient piano. This isn't Niels from. This isn't uh, <laughs> Olafur. I forget his name. Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. We're bad wallpaper. <laughs> wallpaper. Well, uh, we're out of practice. I, I got I got distracted by the next sentence. Hey, welcome to the show. We're bad wallpaper. We're working to create our debut album by taking our riffs and expanding them into full songs. We'll take these demos to the studio and record our album later this year. Book it. Book it. You can follow along on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please, if you're enjoying the show, subscribe. Give us a review. And follow us on Twitter at bad underscore wallpaper. And probably primarily on Instagram at bad.wallpaper.band. Welcome back, Jaren. Welcome to the pod zone. Right. We've been, we've been gone so long that Twitter has lost like 25% of its uh, <laughs> user base. <laughs> yeah. And we haven't tweeted once in that time. So yeah, <laughs> probably should just follow us on blue sky social. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to get one of those codes. Mastodon. So I heard, I heard you were talking to our, our producer, our, mm-hmm. our right. recording engineer and our drummer just the other day. Yeah. He's also our manager. Mm. Man, merch, merch manager, man. yeah. <laughs> tour manager. It's yeah, perfect. I uh, 
I saw Jack today. He was in town for tour. Or not today. I saw Jack like a couple days ago. He's in town for tour. And uh, yeah, we went to Trillium. We got some beers. We mm. hung out. It was great. I haven't seen the guy in a, forever. Just so happened that it lined up with like right when we got back in town. So it worked out. He's he's still on board. He's just, uh, you know, working like 60 hour weeks right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's we're, we're going to have to we're going to have to find a way to slip into that busy schedule. Once it's yep. done. <laughs> That's how it's gonna it's never going to be done. We'll just work it out. Yeah, I like I like what you're saying. We we need to conceptualize that we just have like studio time booked. Yeah, it's there. So, we got to be ready for our studio time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, just watching documentary now last night, which is the like documentary spoof show with so good. Uh, Fred Armiston and Bill Hader. But I was just watching their uh, Blue Jean Committee episodes. Oh, it's so good which spoofs like classic rock documentaries and specifically like uh seventies yeah, Fleetwood Mac like Eagles band. Yeah. Yeah, Eagles band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good though. Like <clears throat> like big premise is like, well our, our houses in Chicago got firebombed, so the only safe place for us was the studio. <laughs> and uh, while we were locked in there we came up with uh these songs that made like a hit record. <laughs> That's basically what's going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. I, I hope so. I mean, it did put in my mind, like just the luxury of just getting to just be in the studio without actually the pressure of like, of having already written songs, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like mm-hmm. the complete freedom to like the album can be written in the studio and it's fine. Cause you have the time and the money to do it. You just hang out there bunch of like drugs right see what happens yeah i mean it's it's just one of those funny things of like it's possible for us to do that if we self-finance <laughs> it but it would just it feel like irresponsible <laughs> i i don't know if we could self-finance that that'd be pretty pricey well yeah that's true <laughs> Depend depends which yet <laughs> level of studio. Yeah, I mean, are we like self financing like Jack's basement or uh, <laughs> some legitimate studio? That's yeah. really the question. Yeah, it's hard to like make music, man. Turns out <laughs> it's getting harder every day, mm-hmm. while also getting easier. Yeah, isn't, isn't that fun? Yeah, but I love that we just yeah have songs so. Yeah, that, that's been like the nice thing too. Is I if I'm ever if I'm ever feeling down, I just listen to a few songs and then I go, oh yeah, we have songs. Isn't that neat? Sure is neat. Sure is neat. And then I listen to it. And I'm like, oh, I hate how that sounds. That little part that I recorded. Yeah, that's. That, I mean, that's going to be the the hard part <laughs> of when it's time to actually put it down. You know. don't mess up. Don't mess up. <laughs> We got to be like the Beatles. We go in and we got like one day and we just put them all down. One, one take mm-hmm. should be fine. Should, should be fine. We just got to do a bunch of meth in uh Hamburg and then we'll be, <laughs> be in sync. So, I mean, there's a couple ways of like approaching it, right? Like we could rehearse a lot before. Yeah. But that's going to be hard because we don't have a full band. <laughs> Well, I mean, but like the three of us could do it and then we could overdub like the bass. Yeah, that's true. Say Jesse did it. But I mean, there also there's like other overdub parts 
like hypothetically want to do, but uh, probably well, you know a lot, I, probably a lot. That's that's a thing <laughs> where you just have to like put faith in, you know, like we know how to play our instruments. I think. Yeah, but I, and I think the thing about rehearsing is we could be like, okay, here's how we're gonna play it. Put down one track, overdub whatever we need to overdub, and then hopefully that's good enough. Yeah. So kind of the live recording approach. Yeah. 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 Got to um, get the juice. <laughs> that's what we're missing in our demos is the juice. I, I think so. Like, yeah, I, I, I think that that's probably the good approach. I mean, it's just harder whenever you like don't have the fullness of like the bass also, you know, like you, you could play the bass and then overdub guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, you got to do it one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. But, Probably the guitar first. I don't know. Some songs maybe we'll choose to change it up. I'll play the bass and like we'll skip the rhythm guitar. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Too bad, you know, we gave our our fourth band member a whole year and a half to learn. We gave him a year and a half to learn bass. And he... We gave him plenty of of uh, runway. <laughs> Putting you on blast here, Jesse. Yeah. Speaking of Jesse, I got to see got to see that old boy just a couple of days yeah. ago. Yeah. That's great. He was up in Seattle for vacation, right? Yeah, I think yeah, he had just a couple uh, family members to see, and uh, I convinced him to go to a, a soccer game with me. Nice. Drink a bunch of Rainiers. Yeah, <laughs> he drank a lot of Rainiers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, I uh, had to get finished with work, and he was like, "Oh, I'll just hang out like at a bar for after my flight." And I was like, he hasn't been there that long. He should be good to go and get down. And we're like, all right, I'll catch out real quick. They were like, all right, that was just the four Rainiers, right? <laughs> he's like, he's trying to down a six pack in an hour before you get there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was, I mean, four tall boys is a six pack essentially. So yeah, but you can buy a six pack of tall boys too. Mm. That's the tough part. Yeah. That's the, the man's six pack. <laughs> the man, the real man's six pack. Honestly, it is funny. Like I have made that realization that at this point, I easily could go through six packs of of light beer, no problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you could just do that every day if you really wanted to. I could. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's, it's a great precedence. Yeah, I, I, I at least am enough of like a craft beer hipster that that thought. Just it seems so pointless. Like, why would you want to drink <laughs> a half gallon of craft beer or of uh, light beer? It's the same number of calories as like two IPAs. To be fair, oh yeah, yeah, same same number of calories. Like, <laughs> I I'll jump right into it. I was just in Ireland, and I had so many Guinnesses, but they're like four percent. It's like hydrating you. Mm -hmm. You're not even getting drunk. It's like uh, this is like. The equivalent of one, like two Guinnesses to one, like tall boy IPA. <laughs> yeah. You could just keep drinking it all day. That's why the Irish are doing so well. They honestly, I don't know, why, I don't know how they're doing so well, but uh, they just drink all day and they don't even, trip, they don't even care. They, they could market Guinness as like the new, like Michelob Ultra. Like, at the yeah, they really gym. should. <laughs> They really should. It's like, it's like not. Calories, yeah. yeah, it's not many more calories. I'd rather drink a Guinness than a Mick Ultra. That's for sure. I think I saw that uh, Leo is still not a fan of the uh, the Guinness. Yeah, Leah tried the Guinness, you know, straight from the the horse's mouth. 
so to speak. And she was like, I do not like this. Uh, you know what? That's fair. She doesn't like the roastiness. She doesn't love roasty beers. Yeah. But they actually, they have in Ireland a like hoppy lager that they make. And they had that on tap as well. Whoa. That thing is killer. Like it, I need to find it in the US if they make it here because it is legit very, very good. Again, like 4% alcohol. That sounds great. delicious. Yeah. Just throw it back. Any other uh, Ireland highlights? Uh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we, we did some like history stuff. We saw like Kilmainham Jail, which had a bunch of like political prisoners in the early 1900s. I won't get into that too much, you know, but I, I kind of know the history a little bit. Not a big deal. Um, we drank a lot of Guinness at a lot of pubs. Uh, we, we went to the Dublin Zoo, of course. Uh, we also went to another zoo down by Cork. We saw the coast, did a bunch of like hiking. Uh, yeah, it was great. Had a lot of fun. It was just like a quick week trip. The, the beauty of the East Coast, and I'm just, I'm selling you on this, you know, is it's faster for me to fly to Ireland than it is for me to fly to Seattle. <laughs> it was oh, like man. five and a half hours versus seven hours. <laughs> it's like way closer. Crazy. Yeah. Did you get to see some good pub music? Yeah. We actually like kind of struck out in Dublin, but then when we were in Cork, we got a great dinner at this little craft brewery. The craft breweries there are funny because they still only make like three beers. They're like, okay, we got a we got an Irish stout. We've got an Irish red and we've got a pale lager. <laughs> it's like, hey, they're all good. They're all very good. And they told they sent us over to some like classic Irish pub, just a really cool spot. That was probably our favorite place we went the entire time. And they had like local bands, you know, kind of cycling in and out. Leah though went up to somebody who like had like a violin or a guitar or something, was like, hey. You guys sounded great. And they were like, we haven't started yet. <laughs> she thought she was talking to the band that was just playing. So that was funny. That's uh, that, that place ruled. Highly recommend Shin A in Cork, Cork Ireland. Great time. Leah's like, all the, all the Irish people look the same. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of English. So we didn't tell people that. Mm. but They could tell. They could tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ireland's definitely a, absolutely a place I want to go. I mean, I've been working with... L's been, right? Yeah, L, L got to go. But yeah, I've been working with my colleagues in uh, Switzerland and Germany too. And that seems like a trip I'm going to have to do at some point. Just You're going to have to. It's unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunate. <laughs> no, I mean, literally, I think it's going to have to be on my own dime. But at this point, like, I feel a need to go there because... It's like I virtually spent so much time <laughs> there <laughs> that yeah. I need to see what it's actually like. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the, the music we've been listening to, I know you were interested in my take on this film. Uh, Bo is Afraid. We saw that in IMAX a few weeks ago. Whoa. It was in the IMAX. You couldn't escape. Yeah, inescapable. You can't look away. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you look, there's Joaquin Phoenix. And he's afraid. <laughs> he's very afraid. Yeah. So yeah. third movie by Ari Aster, yep. uh, horror genre um, aficionado. But I heard this one's not very horror-esque. I would say it's not traditionally horror-y, 
but it is certainly scary in certain ways. Mm. <laughs> it's well, I mean, and he does a good job of like creating like a mood. And that mood is like anxious in this movie rather than like terrified. It's more of like a, an anxiety inducing <laughs> film. I think I read a really good piece about it where it, it compared it to catastrophization, which is kind of like a therapy word for when you're anxious and you just like your mind is playing like the, the worst thing that could possibly happen over and over and over. It's like if that actually happened to you for three and a half hour uh, film. <laughs> which and, yeah, It's pretty intense. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Like in certain ways, that's really funny. Like he does a good way of making it very darkly funny, but also it's like, it is like you're trapped in certain ways in that vibe. And it just goes completely crazy towards the end of the movie. I think that's kind of an Ari Aster thing at this point is like by the, by the third act, it's like balls to the walls, crazy. But I think overall it really works. I really like it. Uh, yeah, it's hard to recommend it to anybody because it's so insane. If you if you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, it's good to just go into this movie knowing it's Ari Aster and Joaquin Phoenix and just let it let it happen to you. It's inexplicable in certain ways. I gave it three and a half popcorn bags. <laughs> and I'm probably going to see it again and it's going to go up. Three and a half, yeah. That, I mean, that's low, uh, lower than what I thought you were going to say, considering how you talked about it. But I, I think like coming out of it, I was a little shell shocked and I was kind of like, I don't know if that completely worked, but I liked it. Mm -hmm. And the more I've sat with it, the more I've thought about like individual pieces of it. I'm kind of like, oh, I got to see this again. So I think it's I think once I see it again, it'll actually like move up even my like Ari Aster rankings. It might be better than Midsommar. That's a personal preference, but that, I mean, I could see that because yeah, Mid Midsommar, I mean, uh, so yeah, we both loved Hereditary. Like yeah. definitely one of the most like affecting movies I've ever seen. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It's probably like top 10. Um, Midsommar left, did not reach that same height at all. I, I think there were like two parts of it that were really affecting, but then the rest of it, like, and I think part of it is like, you can't, you're not rooting for the characters in the same way. And I, I, I guess maybe that's with the way you were describing Bo is afraid where like, <laughs> if you are rooting for Bo and the worst things keep happening to him, you know, like I, yeah, that's a hard, like, <laughs> hard sell for like yeah i want to watch like a character i care about just have yeah. a terrible time <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's also joaquin phoenix right, who yeah. like is so good at generating like uh i don't know sympathy in everything he's in like yeah have you, have you seen the master i have yeah yeah I like, heard it's kind of a similar character yeah he's like kind of like hate hateable Mm -hmm. in some ways but also you, you feel bad for him yeah absolutely <laughs> master's also one of my all-time favorites it's um, a top 10 yeah it's really, really good <laughs> lee always makes fun of me because i like say like oh that's like top 10 <laughs> and there's probably like 50 movies that i've said are in my top 10 yeah 
I I did watch a movie, uh, a Criterion Collection film that the we're talking about. It was uh, Whitnall and I. It's just been on my watch list on HBO for a while. Um, it's like a eighties uh, British film. Apparently, it was financed by George Harrison. Um, <laughs> okay. But it takes place in like the late sixties in Britain, and it's these two actors that are really pathetic. They're like out of work. <laughs> uh, they're super addicted to like, well, huge alcohol addiction, and then also other stuff. And and they're also like in love with each other, but like not empathetically, just like in a terrible relationship. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole movie is them just like stumbling around being drunk and failing not necessarily upwards i'd say sideways <laughs> like they somehow keep managing to be like make things work out but not like advancing so yeah, it's yeah they're, movie they're not necessarily like <laughs> ruining their lives but they're kind of like <laughs> treading yeah. water yeah exactly so it's another movie where it's like you kind of want to root for them and then nothing really good happens to them and so they're like <laughs> why am I watching this? But lovely. But I mean, there are some, I mean, you know, it's, it's funny in that like kind of dark way. And I mean, also like it's, a, I think supposed to be commentary on like that, like, you know, late sixties, like kind of death of the sixties, the death of the journey yeah. of the sixties. So, um, it does kind of work with that, like uh picture. Nice. The two performances are so good. Cause yeah, he really do just like hate them because they're so, <laughs> Which which is impressive to pull off. There you go. You got some media Great. quick hits. See, Wasn't expecting. I, I've never even heard of this film. I would love to watch it. Yeah. It's on HBO. Yeah, yeah. The HBO is like since they have like Turner Classic Movies, they get all this yeah. Criterion Collection stuff. Like, there's a treasure trove there for sure. There's a lot of good movies on there. Uh, that's our that's our quick pitch for HBO Max, mm-hmm. which is no longer being HBO Max, right? Aren't they like turning it into just Max? Max. It's gonna suck. No one wants this. <laughs> just give me just give me succession and a bunch of old movies. Exactly. That's all I need. I don't need Food Network. Get that out of here. <laughs> okay, I, hold on. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I I mean, as somebody that watches a lot of it, it it has a addictive quality for sure. It kind of like lulls you into like a a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, we got a lot of music to talk about. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> I think the big one since we last talked was uh, the Wednesday album Rat Song God came out. Yeah, absolutely. A great one to talk about that. So I saw that on a, I I listened to it on a plane ride. So I had like complete focus while I was listening to it. Mm. And uh, I mean, it's, what words would I use to describe it? Like the first thing that came to my mind was like devastating. I don't know. Like it's, I think it's, it takes their sound to an aggressive level. Yeah. Where before it was a little more like sh- not sugar coated, but like, but it, it it it's like the sweet edges of the, their singer's voice is just completely like curdled and just like aggressive. <laughs> and I mean, there's like moments in like uh, 
uh, more, uh, what's the Mortal Kombat uh, song? Oh, Bull Believer. Yeah, Bull Believer. Or, you know, f- like just the end where it's just this guttural scream. I, for like I read an seconds. interview where she was just like, yeah, I just wanted to scream on stage. So I wrote this. <laughs> yeah. And and she didn't cool. like rehearse it for the recording. She just did it's it. so good. Um, yeah. And I mean, Chosen to chosen to deserve is the catchiest song you know like yeah um well and that's what i was gonna say is there's a lot of catchy songs on there like especially in that middle section like quarry mm, yep. really catchy uh bath county i i kind of avoided it because i was like i i can't keep listening to these singles i gotta wait for the album in the context of the album i think bath county is like my favorite song mm. and yeah it's not like a pretty song it's about like somebody overdosing in a parking lot but like the end of it where she screams again like it's like oh, you're my baby till my body's in the ground oh it's just so such a like big triumphant moment for the the band because it's like to me like a culmination of their like edgier like aggressive stuff and like some of their catchy stuff oh yeah so i was uh supposed to see them last wednesday last wednesday yeah interesting i was supposed to see wednesday on a wednesday and i got a stomach Mm. bug so i couldn't go no (laughs) um yeah so i watched instead. oh no but i'm so sorry yeah i'm really bummed because i mean well i think they're posed to blow up and they're playing a ton they booked a ton of festivals right yeah. after like this show had already been booked and they got upgraded from like the tiniest venue to like you know the bigger venue here yeah so it's like yeah that probably was my chance to see them like in a small stage yeah they're playing <sighs> but, a pretty tiny club here in a month yeah well i guess i'll just have to fly out there and see him there yeah <laughs> yeah just come a few weeks early for my uh for our trip to vermont so we got some plans there. Okay. We'll, we'll no, have no, to circle right. back on that. Um, we'll circle back on that. Anyway. Hey, we'll take this off, Mike. <sighs> didn't get to didn't get to see him. Um, but Damn. I'll see him soon. That record's killer, though. I, it, it might be my favorite album of the year. It wouldn't surprise me if it ends up my favorite album of the year. Mm-hmm. So good. And, and it gives me, again, like confidence of what we're doing. Yeah. Just degree. go for it. And your sound will evolve over time. Yeah. Just like takes time. What else have you been listening to? I've got a bunch of quick hits. I don't know if you've listened to any of these. Let's 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 hit it. Okay, let's start with one that I'm sure you've listened to. the The record by Boy Genius came out around the same time as Rat Saw God. I don't know if you got any strong takes on it. I think it's solid, but to me, it doesn't actually reach the heights of either the EP or a lot of the solo work of each of the artists. So I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm glad it exists. I think it's catchy. I like it a lot, but. Uh, yeah. it's not going to like stick with me as much as like little oblivions by Julian Baker or Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. It's, it's one where I listened to it and I was like, okay, it's fine. And, but then I keep hearing a couple of the singles off of it, like mm-hmm. either. And like, I mean, they're, it's, it's crazy how, I mean, they're big enough now. Like I think it was in like a Chipotle and I was like, <laughs> Oh, it's boy genius. <laughs> um, Remember when Chipotle like was like a big deal in like music? I do not remember when Chipotle <laughs> was a big deal in music. That was like did one of their things. Like they hired like a really like big name music curator and oh. you, know, you could like 
people were like downloading like the like Chipotle playlist because it was like it was fire. It was so dope. It was it was it was ch- Chipotle roasted fiery goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's it's made right there in front of you. <laughs> uh, but I think you're right. I think some of the singles are really good. Yeah, I th- I think it's just it's like a slow burner and. I haven't had that like feeling with music in a while Um, because I think it does kind of take that. Like it has to be like enough to be like radio play Mm. and it has been showing up on like the alternative radio that, that I think is the other place that I've been seeing it, which is that's interesting. Uh, See, see, KEXP is the like indie, like, (laughs) you know, they're a little, they're a little too big for KEXP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, KXP played them too, but like the, <laughs> our alternative uh, rock no. station, you know, that that normally is playing like Walk the Moon and uh, sure. Bastille, or I don't even know what the that that, that whole genre yeah. of music. There's so many <laughs> songs and bands. Like I'm like instantly like, oh yeah, I know that, and it's fine. But I <laughs> I cannot ever place the actual band's name or the song style because like i never ever look it up on my own to like no bastille is a perfect example or like imagine dragons <laughs> well yeah. imagine dragons <laughs> is the example for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah but i i totally agree i'd much rather hear boy genius on there yeah oh man imagine dragons that reminds me of that the the hurdle which was like the wordle but for music yeah apparently is like shut down now oh really all right but like no joke like 10 times it would be like uh i bet this is like an imagine dragon song and then it was <laughs> just, yeah all right boy every genius. time all right all right some quick hits did you listen to the new gel album only constant i have not i'm gonna loser that up now loser uh gel is a hardcore band i believe from virginia I can't be 100% sure of that because uh, I'm not very good at this. Oh, they're from New Jersey. I suck. I'm sorry, Jell. Jell is from New Jersey. And it's just a ferocious hardcore album. Like, it's like 20 minutes long, and it just immediately is just kicking you in the face. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite hardcore releases in the last couple of years, even like up there with like Soul Glow. Really, really good record. Uh, check it out. MS Paint, Post American. Did you listen to that? I haven't. Loser. Um, very good. They're actually touring with Military Gun this fall uh, and Scowl. I'm going to try and get tickets to that. That looks like a lot of fun. But MS Paint is almost like a, a new metal band, I would say, but like almost an electronic new metal band. Like they don't actually have a guitar in it. It's mostly like synth bass and drums. Uh, and they kind of do a little like rap rock kind of vibe to it. It's a lot of fun. And I think they have a, I think both these albums actually have a military gun appearance on them. Uh, so a little, Ooh, Ooh, uh, that pops up. Uh, Greg Mendez, you listen to Greg Mendez? Yes, I did listen. To oh, that. thank goodness. Not a loser. <laughs> Uh, I really liked that album. I forgot where I like heard about it. I've never heard this artist before. Um, they, they they got a feature on uh, Pitchfork, so it was it was, was like right? around. It was probably that of uh, the press. Yeah, that makes sense. Very like Elliot Smithy, with a little bit of like 
I don't know, Phoebe, like early Phoebe Bridgers kind of like melancholy to it. I don't know. It's really good. Really good kind of a chill, folky album. Yeah, I heard, I, I had lots of comparisons to like Alex G. Kind Alex of. G is a great comparison, yeah. I don't know, great, great record. I only listened to it like once or twice, but a uh, big fan. Got one more for you. I already know you didn't listen to this. Liquid Mike, self-titled. They are from Michigan. And I, I think it was totally like word of mouth. Like I, it popped up on like Twitter. Like a couple people were like, hey, check this album out. And they had like a thousand monthly listeners. And then it like skyrocketed to like 30,000 after it got a little like word of mouth hype, which is really cool. And that was also very exciting from like uh, us perspective. I was like, hey, it's cool that like you don't necessarily need to have like a big press offensive to like get a little buzz like people just like the music they'll check it out uh but i would say they're kind of like a little power poppy i mean power pop's probably like the best descriptor i would just say that that's probably got you hooked um i'm sure you'll enjoy it uh the power pop yep absolutely plug me in baby I missed second grade in Motroper in Boston because I was in Ireland. Oh, no. They were playing together? Yeah. Well, so I missed two concerts when I was in Ireland. Not not complaining, but I missed that one. And I missed, uh, there was a big show, Dinosaur Jr. and Hold Steady. Oh, that's like the <laughs> ultimate Boston show. Ultimate Boston show. Ugh. That's Would have okay. been great. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I got to see some sheep and stuff. Saw some green. I wonder if, uh, oh God, I'm forgetting his name. Mr. Holdsteady himself. Mr. Holdsteady himself. Craig, Craig Finn. Came out to do a, like a cover with uh, Dinosaur Jr. That would have been sick. I bet they I wonder, did. I wonder, I what, bet they did. I wonder what he would have covered. <laughs> they probably just did Just Like Heaven. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's how Dinosaur Jr. closes all their sets. Right. So... Just have Craig Finn come out and do it too. (laughs) They probably did like a Pixies cover or something cool. Oh my God. That that would be good. (laughs) Oh, there's some music news we can talk about. (laughs) There's an article (laughs) about uh, where is my mind and the the beginning that starts with just stop. (laughs) That was so funny. I I like, I was giggling at that. And like, of course, Leah's heard the song, but I, I didn't even remember this. Like, yeah, it goes like, stop and yeah apparently the the samsung galaxy phones were turning off alarms if people set where is my mind to your uh phone alarm (laughs) which i don't know why people are people still doing that like setting songs as their alarms i was doing that in like eighth grade for sure but at some point when i got an iphone i think i just stopped messing with it well see iphone made it hard to do it because yeah you have to actually own the song and who owns right. music anymore? Not this yeah, guy. That's right. <laughs> and then they make it, you know, I mean, it's not any harder than it was when I was in sixth grade, but that was the only <laughs> way to do it was to rip right. music and sync it to your phone and put it, sync on it your to phone. your iPod. Or yeah. whatever. But since I don't do that anymore, it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, it's just an inconvenience. <laughs> what was your favorite? Like, did you have a good uh, alarm song? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think you knew about this because uh, I'm pretty sure. Did you have it when we were living together? I think so. <laughs> but for a while, I like loved having No Surprises by Radiohead be my my alarm. 
Um, I think I do remember that. Like it, it's like a deep memory. Yeah. I definitely fell in love with that, like, with that song. And I just thought it was like ironic, like <laughs> no alarms and no surprises. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I had Sadie Hawkins dance as my uh like razor alarm. And I I had I almost came to hate the song, so I had to change it. Yeah. That because you start associating yeah. it with like having to wake up. Yeah, that's that's definitely the danger. Um definitely. Yeah, I'm. I try to mostly be a Apple Watch alarm guy now these days. Mm, just, just buzz. Just get that. Get that vibration. Good, yeah. good, good, good vibration. <laughs> That's a song that I would come to hate very quickly if it was my alarm. Oh, that. Oh, that reminds me of something else to talk about. I I discovered this guy <laughs> on Instagram. He uh, does kids songs, like nursery rhyme, essentially like songs, but to like the production quality of and, and the production style of different like rock bands. So uh that was that was one of them he did. Uh like the wheels on the bus to like the Beach Boys. But yeah. this guy's like it's super impressive. The 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 most impressive one was uh he did the Sesame Street song as Dave Matthews and it's like so perfect. <laughs> Like the little like ad libs and like, <laughs> like I'm gonna have to. I mean, everyone should. Go that's what you've been out. listening to is Dave Ma- uh, Matthews style covers of children's songs. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. All right, I need I need to give this guy the the official shout out because I mean it's really good and you know we we have a platform. We we so do have a platform. Just technically, scroll past. It's a very all like that. it's like the the height of plywood, but it is a platform. <laughs> So his his account, K Schrodes. I assume that's how it is. Can you can you spell that for the people? K S R H O A D S. He kind of looks like uh, what's that actor? That's uh, you know William. Why well, no no not William? Oh my god, <laughs> he's in so much. He's okay. He's in the Coen Brothers movie No Country for Old Men. Harrison, Woody Harrelson. We Woody did it. Harrelson? I made it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I I don't know where you're going. <laughs> I, I I needed I, I was thinking of like dozens of movies he was in. I was like, I have to like picture one and like work my yeah, manifest it. There. Yeah, definitely. Um he looks a lot like Woody Harrelson. But anyway, Kate Schroeds, nice. check it out. It's good. All right. All right. Well, those, excited to hear some quick hits, Jake. A lot of quick hits. We hit a lot of stuff quickly. <laughs> Should we do some demo updates? I would love some demo updates. I think the people are excited for the demo updates. Since we last chatted, uh, I know you've been a, a very busy man, and I understand that. Busy boy. Uh, you, you're a busy boy. And... I've also been a busy boy, but you know what? I, uh, I'm kind of dedicated to this and <laughs> I'm, you know, kind of passionate. unlike some people, uh, but I, I did some vocal takes on some of your songs. Uh, I hope, I hope it's not presumptuous to say that you, you don't mind me doing a vocal take on your tunes. I mean, especially since I exported, you know, a vocal <laughs> vocalist 
backing track for you specifically to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say I'm, it's, I'm, I'm all right with it. <laughs> it's sanctioned by the band, you know. Everyone's everyone's on board with it. But I I'll say I I think the songs that you put out there, I, I think your vocal melodies are great. I really didn't change much about how you sang the songs. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm the lead singer of this here band, so I, I took a crack at it. And you know what? I think they turned out not bad. Which I'm so thankful for because you're, you're salvaging what was not great. No. It, you, what you did is you wrote the song and I performed it, and that's okay. It's, it's a... That's- it's a, that's okay. A uh, Gore Kramer track as opposed to a Kramer Gore track. Exactly, exactly. We've we've established this that <laughs> when you check the liner notes, you know, when you get your bad wallpaper record in hand, you know, that big that big double LP. Uh, <laughs> uh, if it says Kramer Gore, that was a Jake riff. If it says Gore Kramer, that was a, a Jared riff. And you know what? We're gonna share writing credits on all this, like like our good friends. Paul McCartney and John Lennon were just like them. And that's what we're implying with uh, this kind of format. I think we want, we want to evoke Lennon McCartney. <laughs> I, I I don't know. That's what I'm trying to do. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah. And it's going to make it way easier when we sue each other, you know, in 30 <laughs> years. Cause we're exactly. We're, we're establishing it right now. <laughs> In a way that is going to really make the legal process a lot smoother. I think I think we're all good with that. Mm-hmm. I also did a little rework on my dollar dime track. Uh, I think it was it wasn't quite there, and all I really needed to do was fit another chorus in. And I think it's it works a lot better now. So I'm a lot I'm a lot more happy with that track now. So we can go through that as well. So we got we got Grandpa's Pond with my hands lifted and Matt's on the stereo. Uh, Start hitting those up. Yeah. Some more quick hits, as they say in the biz. Yeah. No, I haven't heard Grandpa's Pond yet, so. Oh, there we go. Let's, yeah, I know you've heard the live, other two. So get a live take. Live, live reveal. Live react. Is that what it is? Kids react. <laughs> do you want to start with that one or you want to do it last? Uh, I want to, I don't know. I kind of want to start with it. Start with it.
Yeah. Uh, I mean, killer job as always. Um, I like, I like how you kind of like on the end of like a lot of the lines kind of like it, you take the like lower, like you resolve. Uh. Yeah. And, uh, I also like the like way, I mean, you must've like recorded each kind of phrase like individually cause they kind of like bleed into each other, which I think is cool. Like recording it, I was like stumbling into each one. So I just like, I did like one break one and then did another track and did like break one, break one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we do a live, we can trade verses there you <laughs> or go. trade, trade lines. Um, and then, yeah, the harmony on the, uh, the, the like breakdown bridge. Um, I mean, fantastic. Yeah. It was really hard actually. Like it was hard to find the harmony. I think cause there's like, I think it's so discordant right there, you know, that like you're not, it's hard to find the key, but I, I liked how it like resolved. I think that was my favorite part of the harmony because it, it like kind of goes back into like a major and easy to just find that chord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like your, your like vocal treatment, like it just really makes your voice like shine. Like, I think it's like, it brightens up the darker parts of your voice, but still like holds yeah. like, the depth, uh, you know, the, the thickness, the, the accidental <laughs> growling. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, I mean, and this is just where like a, a mixing engineer, like if, if we can get the best of both worlds where your voice still sounds like that, like pronounced, but also like sits in the mix. Yeah. Cause I always imagine like the shoegaziness of like, and I think always was like a perfect like example of it. Yeah. Where, you know, you're still like struck by the, like the full thickness of like the guitar and everything. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, if, if we can achieve that, like, that's like, honestly the hardest part. And I probably what I'm most nervous about, about recording is, uh, you know, yeah, it's not like we have Rick Rubin, you know, to be like, oh yeah, obviously <laughs> just use, you know, these yeah. amps and I'll like use these plugins and then you're great. Like, we have to like figure all that out kind of ourselves or like, you know, an engineer that knows it or we'll, we'll figure yeah. that out though. I mean, we'll figure it out. Or, I, it sounds pretty dang good as like a home recorded demo. Yeah. So, uh, it, and that's where it's like, I hope someone with like a little more competence <laughs> than either of us can take it to like, just like one tick up. Yeah. And then it'll be there. Uh, one thing that I keep thinking about when I listen to that is I think like, really like amping up the drums. Like, I think it's got this like kind of like groove to it, but maybe getting a little more like cymbal heavy and like, you know, driving a little bit Mm -hmm. uh, is something that'll like kind of accelerate the song and like push it into that, like always camp of like kind of hard shoegaze uh, with a lot of driving drums and like over that wall of sound of guitars. Cause I, I think the guitars sound great in that. Oh, just gotta remember what I did. No, I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure that one's pretty easy. I'm pretty sure that's my uh, Jay Masks uh, ripoff. Like, I can't remember. Um, See, we're so pedal. far away, we can't even remember like what who we were trying to rip <laughs> off. That's that was the goal. Yeah, I went to. I did go to a music store in Portland. Uh, you know that like the nervousness of like, oh, I have to actually play something. You know. Like while I'm yeah. trying out these pedals and amps and stuff. <laughs> and uh I decided to play like Grandpa's Pawn and um I mean 
where the mass is just like, <gasps> well, oh my God, <laughs> that's what made it even more awkward is like this, it's this tiny place and literally only the owner was there and he was just, you know, like chilling and like, kind of like now, now I really have to like perform. That's right. Um, but it's the uh, hardest part. But as far as like the sound, like, I mean the, the like fuzz plus distortion. To Definitely. Get that, like, I mean, that's, that's the thing. So some, some, some that's application that it'll, it'll work out. It'll be fine. That's the thing. But it'll work. Yeah. The other, the only other thing I was going to say was like, yeah, it still gives like that song still gives me chills. And I mean, all of our songs kind of do, but like that one in particular, like I, and I, I really think I'm saying this like honestly and not just because, <laughs> you know, like we wrote it, but I think if I were listening to an album from a band I didn't know for the first time and that song came on, I think I would like be hooked. Yeah. So, you know, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> probably a good thing. Yeah. Totally agreed. No, I, I love that song, especially like I love the breakdown and build back up and we could probably do more with it if we wanted to. That's the funny thing about all these demos is like, if we get into like rehearsal and we just start jamming out some of these more, we can always just go back into a chorus or something and do whatever. Make it five minutes long. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, not all of our songs need to overstay their welcome. I think some of them are good two minute pop songs, yeah. but some of them I think have some some juice in them. I really, yeah, out. I really want to have like the chance to do some stuff like that in the studio. Like ex- just just experiment a little bit. And it's it's hard because like you know, you have to do a whole live take. Yeah. You have to play it right. And then, <laughs> and then you got to build around it. Yeah. yeah. So it can be a little tricky, but I think we can do it. I think, I think we'll, I think we'll manage. All right. Ready for the next one? Let's I, keep it, keep it popping. I keep it moving. Absolutely am. Matt's on the stereo. Again, you've heard the rest of these. That was maybe the first live take, but I'm a, uh, we could we could still uh, riff on him a little bit. Here's Matt's in the scene. Shut my mind off at the door Where the 
so I, I, I mean, that's so fun. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a good tight two minute song. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Keep it, keep it like second, a uh, second grade. You know, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not much, not much to say. Like, I, I like how you cut the, the. There was like a chord break. Before. There was like a little turnaround yeah. at I, the end I of the like chorus. That you cut that out. Yeah. I, again, I'm like, I'm taking creative liberties with these when I'm editing them. I, I hope if we ever want to like back out of them, that's totally fine. I'm just like, this would flow really well. Yeah, give no, it a shot. I, I like it. I mean, it, it's like catches me off guard in a, like a good way. I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then I love that you changed up like the chorus just to make it less like redundant. Um, yeah, yeah, and like I was trying to think of like, okay, this is a song about like going to your favorite bar, hearing your favorite band. This this bar is near where we're going to this concert. Like, we absolutely got to go there first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I feel that way about so many places. Yeah. It's a good, good uh, feeling. Another winner. Another winner. W. Uh, got one more for you. Uh, with my hands lifted. I called it with my hands, Jake. The pastor's closing remarks. The altar's open. Come out. And shaking a bit as I walk to the front. My life in between. I'm maybe 15. Shame in my heart makes me fall to my knees The music begins and my mind is on sin Maybe it's not enough and so I'll pray it again With my hands lifted
I think you wrote quite the chorus there. I gotta say. Yeah, well, it's big. It's and, big, and you make it sound actually good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I really like you smoothed out some of the lyrical like weird. <laughs> I, sometimes I feel uncomfortable singing some of your horny lyrics. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I appreciate the uh, the edits. Yeah, I I had an idea about like because so you also like killed the like bridge part like you turned what i was like literally like i have no idea i'm just gonna do something into like it's really good like the like falsetto kind of lead in see i i liked what you were doing in the bridge so i just kind of tried to tried to like get as much behind it as i could yeah (laughs) i i do still think so there's like you know the the pattern is like four line four stanzas or whatever Um, yeah I th- I'm, I'm curious about like what if we just dropped the fourth line i think it's a, a good like if you want your you know we want our album to have like ups and downs and i think that's like a good definitely down. yeah yeah it's not like matt's on the stereo where it's like just kind of goofy and like kind of blues punk rocky you know right yeah a lot of our songs are just kind of like go 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 yeah uh, which is just kind of like the music we like. Uh. Yeah. It is a like big juxtaposition, those two like back to back. Cause yeah, I, I had been worried about like Matt's on the stereo not fitting in necessarily. Cause it is like, yeah, that like blues, you know, kind of like it's very different than like the chords in that. Yeah. But I think as a cohesive, like a whole, they all work together. Yeah, I agree. And hearing them all kind of like together, like helps it- with that. And I think we've talked about this a little bit, but it's like, I think that we've taken a lot of different styles and kind of tweaked them to what we kind of do mm-hmm. with the guitar and, and singing and stuff. And it, it makes it a little more of our own. So it's like spectrum of, you know, kind of what we like. Mm-hmm. I think it works. I think it works. I think it, I think it does too. All right. Wonderful. Uh, should, we, should we finish off with some, some dollar dime? Yeah, yeah. So I, I just basically added another chorus in this, and I think it, it gives it a little more structure. It flows a little better. I played with the drums a little bit. Yeah, I think it's in better shape.
I was just so unhappy with it because I felt like it didn't go as hard as I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. And now I think I finally got it there. I don't know. I don't I, like I didn't even change that much. I just I think it flows better and it, it's building, building, building. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Well, that's 10. That's 10, right? One, two, three, four. Yeah, it's pretty good. Wow. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, this this is yeah, been so like energizing. Like it's so good. Yeah. I, I've been having a ton of fun, like just going through and trying to like wrap them up a little better. Like, cause some of them I'm pretty happy with already. Like I think my anxiety and my refugee demo and Nazis in my neighborhood, I, I think those are all in pretty good shape. But I, I even like it more contextualized with all these other ones that are now in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. And I, I included a few in here that are still just like riffs that I wrote that I'm like we could maybe expand them, but they're in good shape, like more weight. And I know you already know. I think those were my last two months winners and I, I had words for them and everything. And I was like, yeah, they're, they're like two minutes, but we could either like riff on them a little more or we could uh, add another verse. But I, I kind of like them where they're at. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need, feel the need to add another verse. And I'm trying to like avoid just doing that to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... What I, I wonder what the total play time of like all of those. <laughs> That's a good question. It's probably not that long. Yeah. I mean, 10 songs at like two minutes. That's 20 minutes, right? It's 20 minutes. It would be 20 minutes. I mean, that, I mean that's probably longer, closer to 30. <laughs> I mean, that's longer than a, uh, a, uh, Joyce Manor album. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, the, the, okay. So on my side, I I've been like continually working on what was like my American football, like Daisy track. Yeah. Yeah. And I still like have hope that it could come together. Sweet. In, in a, in a good way. I think I I should just like punkify it. Like, you know, just like pop punk <laughs> it, like distill it down into, into fun little bits. And I, I've been playing with that idea a little bit. I just haven't had time okay. to like put it to, to tape so to speak no i it's one of those where it's like 
sometimes you knock it out first try. You're like, all right, that's good. I like yeah. it. And then other times you're like, I like what's going on here, but mm-hmm. I need to like hone in on it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, what's your opinion? Like, what else should I focus on? Like, uh, mm. it's a great question. Let's go to Jared's or, Jared's old. <clears throat> or should I just start like learning your songs as, uh, you know, like not learning <laughs> your songs, but like just starting like building them out as if like I were playing them all live, you know, and just having them all ready to go. I think we need to get there, but I think we've got time. Like we don't even know really when we're recording. (laughs) So it's like at some point we're going to need to like start doing that so that when we go into rehearse, like we're, we're like mostly on the same page, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I need to like listen. I was listening to some years the other day and I was like, I like that. I like that. I like that. But I didn't hone in on anything that I'm like, Oh yeah, we need this. I think like Francine is a good one. You always liked that one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Uh, (laughs) I kind of like procedural human. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Oh yeah. I thought about that one. Cause yeah, I mean, it's pretty much done as far as like a like demo. I like, I, I like like, when you go shoegaze, I think you're better at it than me. Uh, so I like like Green Valentine. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've, I've thought about that one too. Eaten Inside is kind of just like a good like straightforward rock song. Forgot what Baja Blast it sounds. Like. Oh, it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I actually, I actually kind of do have an edit for that. Like, because uh, <laughs> I actually the, the chord progression I really liked, and then I wrote like a kind of a chorus progression for it. I have it on my phone. Mm. But you still like the root of it? Yeah, the like underlying kind of like circular chord progression, I think. I kind of like this one, Beasting. Oh, wait. That one's really good. I think that's what I meant, not the like Baja Blasted one. No, <laughs> it probably is, because that one I love. Yeah. It was one where I know you struggled a bit with like the editing and like the, the flow of it, but I still think there's a lot of good there. I really like the, the circular logic of like the yeah okay the, that, that the is ambient part. About, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. I know. I like dog bite too. Is <laughs> my uh, I like your drug, fuzzy bass. My jug church knockoff. Yeah. Your um, fuzzy bass and your chorusy guitar. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff here, man. I, maybe you just need to take a break on, uh, like the two I've on Daisy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if you can like knock something else out, you know, it, it like gives you a little confidence to go back to one of the other ones. I, I've done that before, where I like just like, <laughs> abandoned one I was working on. Yeah, I think getting my music room downstairs back is gonna be pretty huge. Yeah, to, like, be important. I mean, honestly, like so, yeah. Well, when did I actually move? I mean, I probably moved all my stuff up here like February. And I just have not been productive up here. So like, I mean, that's been like four months now, you know. Of, yeah. Like, like not really doing much, which is crazy. I, I that time has flown like that, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I mean, now that we don't have like our weekly like deadlines, it becomes harder <clears throat> to. Yeah. And well, and we talked about how it's harder, like what we're trying to do. Yeah. It's like, it's much harder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll come back together in a few weeks. Hopefully, hopefully not like two months again. Uh, and we can, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Mm-hmm. I, I could even maybe take a crack at, at Francine or something. Yeah, I, I would love for you to do that. All right.
Well, all right. We'll uh, we'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. Sweet. It's good to good to do it again, Jared. I think we got a lot of fun stuff cooking. Yeah, man. All right. We basically got an album, but now we gotta we gotta like double down. We gotta get some more ready to go, so we can toss ones if we don't like them. <laughs> Till next time. Till next time.